and welcome listeners to this episode of Taking Chances with me Anupama Bhalla and my co-host Soila Joshi. Today's guest is someone I have had the pleasure to work with and I've always wanted to interview him. The main man Manish Malhotra himself. For the people who don't know him, he is a couturier, costume stylist, entrepreneur, fashion influencer and revivalist. The prolific career of our guest today spans over 30 years though he started his career as a model passion and love for movies and fashion drew him towards costume designing he is the man who brought inimitable aesthetics to costume design and styling of the country's leading actors and style icon he is the founder of the eponymous label manish malhotra hi manish we're really happy to have you on our podcast today Thank you so much, Anupama. When you call me for it, and I, there's always a yes for you for whatever Thank you want us. Yeah, that's very nice of you. In fact, that's why I, you know, I told my Sohila, uh, my co-host, and of course, she's a dear friend and ex-colleague as well from Times of India. The, I was like the man we are going to interview today. He's like a really true friend and a very generous one. That <laughs> you really are. Everybody says that about you. People are sweet. Okay. Tony <laughs> Manish really delighted to have you on our podcast and uh, you know the first thing that I want to ask you off the bat is that you are synonymous with fashion. And when we use the word fashion, I mean in the same breath, you know, we can take your name in that sense. So what does fashion mean to you? So you know actually for me fashion changes every season but it's style that remains you know for years to come so for me it's always been actually more about style and i've always been very attracted to things and to objects and to people who i feel have a certain style that that stays you know and has stayed with me over the years and there are so many books or movies or documentaries or music which has its own style it's which has its own aura you know its own vibe as they say the youngsters of today would say vibe So I think that is what I feel is is something that what stays with you for me is always style, and I'm attracted to something that is becomes timeless. And uh, yeah, so it's been my life actually because from the age of <clears throat> five, my mother tells me I was very into like oh you know why is this like that? I used to tell my tuition teacher that your shoes are not matching your dress or this color is not right. So my mother said, "Gosh, when I have to get ready, I used to hide from you and leave the house because you'll definitely comment." And I was so wow. crazy about films that I saw each film like four, four, five, five times. And in fact, just now only I, I met Rekha Ji. She had come over, and we were meeting after really long after a year because of the lockdown and all of that. As we meet often, so I was telling her that how I, that sari, that blouse, that color, you know. So I watched everything so uh, wide-eyedly, and it just became a part of my life for the longest time. I remember. So I think all of fashion and clothes and style and movies is life for me. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, Manish, you've been a model and you've been exposed to clothes and fashion naturally. You know, being on the ramp. But what made you walk to the other side of the ramp and actually make a career out of it? What was that thought process? Or uh... so, like I mentioned earlier, like like from the age of five, I think I was something. Sometimes maybe it's inborn, and um, I was so interested in clothes and and films, and I think. the what i saw on the big screen colors songs music costumes 
it all was it was my world you know in the sixth standard i learned how to draw because i i joined the painting classes and i got fascinated even more with color and i could draw well that's why i passed my science exams because otherwise i was not a good student my life was all about ye film dekhni hai ye film achhi lagi hai isse wapas dekhni hai and luckily for me my parents also didn't really object to it that much oh he's fond of movies let him watch for you know and chinese food like i'm a happy kid if you give me a film two films in a day and some chinese food to it i was a very happy kid <coughs> excuse me i never troubled my parents about anything i want this i want that it was always about i want to see this film when i came to college i started modeling for that extra pocket money and i didn't do so many fashion shows as much as i got like tv ads and all of that okay so i actually wanted to be a film director because i was so much in love with films but it so happened that i also started loving clothes and i i, I because i was working in a boutique as to practice my sketching and all of that and at that time i'm talking about 1988 89 when you know the mainstream fashion designers and all of that had come in 1987 i think it was but i was very determined you know that i was very determined that i want to come into films i want to change the way the movies look i want to get a style into it i want to give a look to films because i love films so much so i think getting into costumes was basically marrying the two loves which was movies and clothes and i was very clear at that time that i'm only going to be a costume designer once my work got really popular and and there was one hit after the other and all the movies very very famous for their clothes as well <clears throat> people started calling me home for wedding clothes and i was like no i'm a costume designer and stylist i don't make wedding clothes mm. and slowly steadily how i got i got an offer from yashan avanti billa to start a stone because it was them i said chalo let's try it out and at that time also when i started it i was very like you know you know what i am going to be doing costumes so there is a store at the side and then i launched my own label that time also i felt that that it's actually the films that i'm costume and styling it label is because i'm popular i i want to make some clothes and start a small boutique then that started growing so over the journey it's, it's been an unplanned journey but a determined journey when it comes to clothes and uh, that what i've taken on i have to do it well and learn from my mistakes and not 30 years later i still work in the movies and it's 15 years to my bill and i have three massive stores and yeah it's it's best of both worlds so this journey from your being a fashion designer to a couturier and of course who you are today manish in india and abroad was it a challenging journey or did it flow smoothly because it was a passion with you so it was a very challenging journey because i learned everything on the on the on the go okay so there were lots of mistakes and you know there were lots of mistakes but the, i think the whole spirit of no i have to wake up next morning i have to rectify it <clears throat> because i didn't come from professional training or i didn't come with this dream that oh i want to be a designer who has a label so i've not worked with another designer so it was a lot of self learning it was a lot of making mistakes and learning but i think what made me go through the fact is the passion for it you know and 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 the fact that no i i am an early riser fortunately wake up in the morning and say you know what it's done that day is over let's take this day on and i think till date i do that because since i've not studied anything it is a trial and error method and uh, mm. and observations and watching and you know seeing and um, you know that's how i do it so it's been a tough journey in that sense i think the good part was because i worked so sincerely for everything i got a lot of work because right. i was very work 24 hours you know so i think because of that then so much of experience and so much of practice would make 
any dull boy or good boy. Manish, <laughs> do you still work twenty-four hours, and now it's become a little bit easier for you? Well, it hasn't become easier for me, but out of choice, I work twelve to fourteen hours. That's also quite a lot, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I work through. So I'm obsessed with work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we used to have meetings with you at nine thirty at night, or at some early, early morning, and you were nice and fresh, and you used to be struggling to get to your office. Yeah, yeah. The other thing with creativity is that uh, you know, creativity and inspiration go hand in hand. So, who or what inspires you while you're in this creative process? And any special muse, you know, that has stayed with you and uh, and you know you work with you at all times and you work with that muse you know what what inspires me is life okay i i notice the smallest of things i don't know as from a child you know as as a from and i think inspiration is all around us it's how you see it there can be inspiration from a painting that you see from an art piece that you see from a person from a music you listen to so many times i'm in a car and i see people walking on the road and they're so unaware of what they're wearing but it's a fashion statement Okay, you know, right. like just the other day, I saw, I saw this sweeper crossing the road, and she was wearing a sari, which was three shades, and she was wearing a long shirt over her sari, and it looked so good, and and she looked so nice, and I think that we we underestimate people, we underestimate every lots of times we think, oh, this person is fashionable, so it's all going to just come from that person. This is beautiful, but sometimes it's just around us. it's just there and people have it or you see something which is very well put together and that attracts me a lot especially when it's when things are unaware and they are attractive and they are put together well i love that no it's like today i've been mean, at told anu that you know we're going to be talking to manish so i plan to like dress up a little and i found nothing that i thought was you know going to be worthy in this little frame that we have and finally i just wore a black tee thinking you know i can't go wrong with that but i tried it therefore fashion is scary it's not easy styling and all of that i mean we have i do have some pieces of yours but it is a scary thing you know uh, in that sense you know are you getting it right are you wearing right so i've just worn a black tee despite <laughs> no no please absolutely you're looking you're fine but it is scary but you know at the end of the day which is what i see in a lot of youngsters today is wearing your confidence you know and i think there's such a fabulous tide of fearlessness today and you know people don't fear True. being themselves and that's so True. wonderful and that itself adds up so much right that itself adds up so much yeah. and i think earlier people feared today they don't and i think that's the best moment in 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 fashion today that we'll see for another years to come where people will not fear wearing their sexuality their mind what they are thinking what they want to be who they want to be for example 3 to 4 years ago if i told you wear sneakers with a lenga you would think oh that's completely no but today a bride after a marriage is over wants to wear sneakers with a lenga and it's accepted right or today i've noticed that after a party um, at about 1 or 2 o'clock people just go and change into their night suits and come so there is such a wide acceptance of fluidity whether it's a personality whether it's people whether it's food whether it's fashion and i think that's a great moment for all of us you know i mean you could be wearing your black tee with a um with a ghagra right now 
or with a skirt or with a pyjama, it's fine. It's accepted, you know. I think that's wonderful. So did, uh, do you believe that there were some people who really took a chance on you knowing that, you know, uh, you came in without, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 in that sense, a studied uh, fashion and designing uh, thing? And so did, did you find people along the way who kind of supported you? Yes, of course. I, I mean, David Dhawan gave me the first break. He's my brother-in-law, he's my cousin's sister's husband. Lali Dhawan is my cousin's sister. They gave me a, swark, a song of Swark to do in 1989. 1990, I started working with Dharmesh Darshan in a film called Lutere. Then Sri Devi started working with me. That really boosted my work. Then in that time, all the younger girls like Kajol, Ravina Tandan, Manisha Kurala, Karishma, we worked. Dharmesh Darshan took me to play Raja Hindustani. Then I got Rangila. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think there were a lot of people who saw my love for films. They saw how much I was wanting to work and how interested I was. And it all, you know, went on. So I'm thankful and grateful to all those people who actually really worked with me and really shared my passion for movies. Uh, so Manish, you know, what I uh, gather from a lot of what you've said is that the one thing that you have with you is perseverance. You get up the next morning and you forget the past and you move ahead. But is, this, is this what you attribute your success to or there are a lot of other reasons that you attribute your success to? Well, I would def I I wouldn't know about the success part, but I would definitely say that the fact that I'm relevant and I'm still working, it is a lot of hard work, willingness to and adaptation to change, and um, and yeah, the the waking up in the morning and going for it spirit. So Manish, while you don't have a specific muse, out of all the women that you've dressed, is there somebody who you always love dressing? Who's your favorite? I think I always loved dressing Sri Devi because when I met her in 1990, she was a star. I was a ranked newcomer. I was 23 years old. I learned so much from her where costume design was concerned because I you know how to cut the thing or how to make the sleeves look slimmer because of no lining, what kind of lining, no gathers on the skirt, the smallest of details I, I, I learned from her. While I would come on the table with more younger designs, more younger thoughts, while she would come, you know, and say, in costume, we could make it like for our look, or you know, she would be like that. So I kind of really enjoyed working with her because she was also very focused on. I mean, today when I dress up Janvi in Kushi, it's almost like, you know, it seems like a whole entire circle of um, a journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've admired Rekha Ji, Mumtaz, all the actors. Rekha Ji is a very, very big favorite of mine from all her saris to all of it. So I'm a big fan of the 60s and 70s, you know. I love and I love black and white films. I love Meena Kumari, Madhubala, all of them. So I live in this whole retro, like Tatesh. I live in this whole retro thing and, you know. But what I, what I find so amazing about all the girls of today are that they are so well aware I think that's for the generation of today, right? And that is so interesting. But um, I one another actress that I really enjoyed over the years working with was Karina Kapoor. She was very entertaining. She was fun. She had an amazing personality where she didn't fear wearing what she, you know, she was not over fussy about fittings or anything. She would be like, I'll carry it off. That spirit of hers I love. You know, Manish, I remember one specific sari that... Uh, Karina wore of yours on the Filmfare Awards ramp. It was this nudish color sari with crystals. And yes. I remember we all raved about it backstage and we even asked you and we came to your store and we saw other 
stuff that you made out of crystal. I remember that sari so clearly, even now, years yeah. later. Yeah, became very famous also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure designing is a very emotional journey for you, Manish. So, what does it take for you from the time you think of something, get down to sketching it, creating it, actually getting it out as you know, um, you know, for the fashion of that particular season. And would you feel like when you see somebody actually wearing a creation of yours? You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of, of course, every day is not Sunday. Every day you don't wake up like, oh my God, wow, I just want to be creative. And you, so some days are a duty, some days are a professionalism, and some days you just wake up with the most amazing ideas. But, but I think that, <clears throat> and what you also see, I love putting it all together, you know. Like when, when it comes to a fashion show, the music, the choreography, the models, the makeup hair, all of it. Likewise, in the outfits also, I love the thought of twisting and turning it around. Many a times I've given in to what my assistants wanted to do or what was done. And I'm said, yes, let it, let's, it's fine. But many a times when I'm on it, I always like to say, okay, this is what you think will go with it. I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. I find that very exciting. I love mixing Indo and Western, Indian Western, you know, thoughts. I love that mix, you know. I love glitter. I love the glamour. I've got a lot of bashing from with for it when I came into mainstream. People were like, oh, he's from the movies, so he likes shine. He likes glitter. He likes. He makes film stars wear his clothes. There's always film star walking for him. There's always film star sitting in the front row. But today, everything has become a regular norm. Every single designer in the country makes film stars wear their clothes and showstoppers become a profession and the front row has become the most talking point. This is exactly where I started. True. And um, so I think that I, I, I came from a very simplistic thought process that I come from the movies and so film stars should always be a part of what I do because I come from the films. And for me, putting all that things and putting that extra thought, especially color stories, unusual color stories fascinate me. I love color. And I love unusual combinations. Right. Right. So, Manish, you've had so many successes. You are an icon, as I said. Uh, have there been doubts? I mean, despite all these successes that you've had in your creativity, in your, you know, in your journey, do you have doubts? And if you have these, how do you overcome them? Of course, we have doubts. We have doubts a lot of times. Sometimes when you're not sure whether this thing has gone right or wrong. Or sometimes when you think it's gone fabulously, but the people have not reacted to it. Or it hasn't worked. With so much of changing tide of thoughts, the youngsters coming in, young minds coming in. There's, there's just so many thoughts that come into you. You know, that, is it all right? Is it fine? You know, this changing tide, will the youth connect to it? All of it. But I think my only formula that I have, and it's a very, very simplistic formula, is to keep going on. Keep going on, you know. Keep working. And you somewhere... Walk on it towards so sincerely that some connection happens, right? And observing what's going on and whether some things, you could see a very fashionable, young, glamorous thing, but not surely you can incorporate that into your collection. <clears throat> but I think the theory that I have is keep working, keep your focus, go on every day. It's not Sunday. You'll make mistakes. You'll fail. You'll fall. You'll be criticized. But you have to wake up the next morning and say, you know what? That day is over. It's a new day. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Yeah. observing people I've learned that I'm so excited about my work that I like to do a variety of things but today's becoming even more and more about storytelling because there's a huge platform called social media right. yeah. so it's got to be a lot more specific 
And today I'm learning to be a lot more specific than than just doing everything that I love to do. You know, <clears throat> because I didn't come from a formal training. I've I've had the path of my own journey. Like for example, I'm very clear that <clears throat> I want my business to be led by me. It is. It's like if you see brands like Ferragamo, you see. Uh, Hermes, all those brands are family-led businesses or their own-led businesses, and I'm very clear that that's how I want my business to be. It's about what I want to do, and and about my family. When I say family, I mean my work people who are my family. All of us think is the right thing. I'm not looking for any outside person to come inside, and maybe even if they help me expand it, that's not the expansion I want. So it's very personalized for me, and I um, and I think after these. Days of lockdown, where I'm come back to my color blocking and the color combinations that I used to do, I, I'm just enjoying it all. You know, yeah. I don't mind being lesser, but I want to enjoy that process yeah. like a kid. Actually, I have a you personal know? question, Manisha. Creative people, I mean, you, I mean, there are two uh, theories to that. How important is validation for you and your work, or is it that if you like it and that's what you put out there, or you need validation? See, if I like it only and I put it out there, it's also self-indulgence. I think very importantly, when somebody sees that and wants to wear it and actually buys it, that's the best validation. I'm not looking for a, for a critical validation. I'm not looking for my colleagues or my critics to like it or not like it. The actual validation is when people want it. There can be no better mm-hmm. validation when they wear it and they feel happy. I don't think I'm some great artist. I don't come from a mindset that you know. I read such an amazing quote of Tom Ford where he wrote that, and I identified with it. He said, "I'm no artist. I'm not thinking like, oh my God, I'm a great artist or anything like nothing like that. I actually am lucky to do something that I love to do. And when people wear my clothes at an occasion and they feel good, I feel good. Yes, because somewhere I wear my clothes. I'm a part of their happiness or their celebration. For me, it's just that I I I want to wake up every day." To be wanting to <clears throat> do something that I love to do, so I'm not very self like assumed or consumed. Sorry, in the fact that oh my god, I'm doing this. I mean, it's nothing like that. I'm doing what I love to do. It's very simple. Right, right, right. So Manish, you know what? You dress up the world, and you are the style icon uh, yourself, and you know uh, you're setting trends all over. But what about you as a person yourself? What are your golden rules for dressing up that you follow? I actually keep it like to keep it all black and simple, and uh, <laughs> and half a time I'm always feeling I'm overweight. And I think when you're into so much glamour, glitter, shine, shimmer, you know all that. You when it comes to myself, I like it a little lesser. Like in my home, you've been to my house; it's a lot more whites and a lot more, right. you know. So yeah, because you're holding, right? I think I'm, I'm nicer, more classic, and more simple. Okay, okay. And uh, you know, what about your being Indian? You always stay true to that. You create Indian clothes. It's all they are all made in India. You know, you've not gone into the whole creating a Western line. Why is that? Why have you stuck to being Indian in that sense? No, I mean I enjoy it a lot. I do some Westerns, but I think I enjoy Indian clothes a lot. And I am going to come up with another label. Which is going to create a lot more Western clothes, but I think oh, I really yeah. like. I but I I think when it comes personally, I really enjoy. In fact, I really enjoy wearing Indian clothes as well. They are elegant, no doubt. I think our Indian costumes are extremely elegant. 
I don't think like a bad gala or a black achkan is anything lesser than a dinner jacket. You know, so I I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the sari, not I think sari is so beautiful. I love, I love saris. Yeah, yeah. I love women in sari. It's a woven sari, kanjivaram sari, silk sari, cotton sari, or a glamour sari, chiffon. I love chiffon. I love the easy and breezy flow of it. So I love sari. Yeah. Um, Manish, you've created so many defining looks, you know, on cellulite. Like, for instance, there's Urmila from Rangila. I mean, who could forget, you know, her transformation and you know what you brought to it. Karina, I mean, my all-time favorite. I really love her. Uh, Ka, you know, Kajol, even Dipika. I mean, the amazing outfit that you created for her in, uh, you know, Ye Jawani, Kadivani. So, how has the road for you? How easy? Has the road been for you in Bollywood? Because Bollywood is not easy. It's a tough, tough world. We know it. But how easy has it been for you? Or I mean, has it? Well, well, easy. The acceptance was difficult because I came that with the whole thing to change it. I was, what's the screenplay? What's the story? What is this character? In those days, it was like she has to look glamorous. Ab itna questions kyu puchhe? You know. And I, I, mean, I came into movies. It was about one scene was short hair. The next scene is long hair. Again, it's short hair. It's a bob cut to a long hair wig. Wow. I was like, how can the hair keep changing? But I was willing to work extra without asking for anything extra because I loved it so much, and that became my USP. And uh, I don't know, even know where thirty years have gone by. It's like one big blur. There's so much, so much, so much work I've done. It's crazy. What are the pitfalls that uh, you know one needs to watch out for to grow in this industry? What would you tell? You know? I think it's about every industry. There comes a time when the people start expecting a lot more from you than you are expecting from yourself, right? And, and then they start comparing you to your work, and they start comparing yourself to other work, and it's just very created. You know, it's it's just all around. Maybe it's not a pitfall, but you are made to feel it's a pitfall because it's not according to what the other people want out of you. But maybe the clothes are really selling. You know, so I I remember. Uh, I did that, so I always get the opening shows. That's because I really work hard on my shows. I put my money in my shows as well, because I I, I want the shows to be grand. So I always get opening shows, and which was not opening shows at a fashion week or a closing show at a fashion week. And I remember I was doing a very big opening show with Deepika, and I think there was Fawad in that show. Yeah, Deepika Fawad. And there was a there was a designer, senior designer, who wrote a very big Facebook item, you know, saying that what is the Bombay designer always get to this thing and. And so a lot of people next to call me and said that you know there's this big article come up on Facebook and all that. I said listen, and I remember somebody who came to my store that I said my store is packed. This was Delhi, and I was uh, I said I'm right now too busy selling the clothes that I've made. You know, so that for me is validation. That for me is what matters. So what is written in Facebook and all that that or you know what what somebody's written something which is anti or someone's critiqued or someone's written why should the All that is forgotten. Ultimately, what what works is their work, and what who consumes it. Right, right. And so that. So what I do is that, as a person, I keep any kind of negativity away, and I look at the positive. I mean, I mean, I try my best to do so and move with it. It makes it easier to move ahead. Right, right. And you know, when along this journey did you start moving and doing stuff abroad, Manish? Uh, <clears throat> when we started doing fashion shows abroad, when we I started a store in Dubai, 
Then now I'm in a store in London. It's called Ashton Co. Where my clothes are. Then I've done fashion shows and trunk shows in Singapore, Dubai, London. I've traveled with my clothes, things like that. Okay. So sustainable fashion is one of the biggest trends, and especially with the new uh, Gen Zs. I mean, for them, that's very, very important. And you are an exponent of uh, you know sustainable fashion, and you also support uh, social causes. Do tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think you know, for any brand to which is a startup brand or an established brand or a designer, I think technology and sustainability are two elements that cannot be ignored. They have to be a part of the narrative and the journey. And I think that I think being environmentally conscious is is, is a given. We all have to be and incorporate it as much as we can in our work, and that's what we do. And we're trying to. I think there's a lot more that we can do, and we are. Working towards that, so I think it's it's something that we all must. Yeah. And, and working uh, with artisans from like Kashmir and Mishwa, I'm actually looking to work with more and more artisans and um, all the companies that got busted or a lot of people who are out of work after the lockdowns. We're looking at that and wanting to work more and more with all the people. Right, um, Manisha, what would your advice be to uh, younger fashion, uh, you know, entrepreneurs? And to uh, uh, you know the, the people who are planning to get into your industry, what advice would you give? I think them? I think it's such a nice, huge platform today. People are accepting so much more than they accepted earlier. And today, from shoe design to product design to to different kinds of clothes, I think there's so much that people want are looking at, and they're designers of different. They could be designers of different uh, storytelling and different products. And I think. For them, it's so important to be clear of what they want and how much they want to do and what all do they want to do. Like, do you want to design accessories? Do you want to design diffusion, which is a bridge line between Pratt and Couture? Do you want to do Indian Couture, Western Couture? There's so much that one can do today, right? And thanks to social media, you work today and you put it out there. In our case, we had to work and work and work. And over the years, people noticed your work. But today, you have an entire platform to show the world your work, right? So while it gets more easy, it also gets a little more tough because there's so much out there. So you have to be unique. Uniqueness ah. is very important, and more so today, after the lockdown, where people are really watch the world sitting at home. Till you're not unique or specific, that they this is what which is what I'm also learning that I need to be more and more specific of what I'm doing, and that's where it is. It's very important to focus, to be very clear on what they want to say, and then there is a world that and world platform that they can. So our final question to you, Manish, is that you know whenever we pursue a passion in our life, it's because there's a template that we have. You know what we want to do, what we want to be, where we want to reach. There is something that drives us to even pursue our passions. So do you have a template in life? Are you trying to reach there? Have you already reached there? Well, that's what I was saying to you when I started the place. That for me, when I was modeling, I wanted to be a film director. From film director, I got into costumes, and I was like, "Oh my God!" All my life, I want to be a costume designer. I want to be connected to the movies. And when I got into mainstream, that that entire mainstream journey is a bonus because I never really thought I would get into it. I had to work extra hours and how, and but I think my entire mainstream career is a bonus because that's not something that I ever thought I would want to do. Or would do. So that is what it is. Success is subjective, but I think success for me is something that 
I wake up every morning to do something I love, and that is success for me. Yeah, I think that's truly following your passion. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. But your Thank clothes you. make us really happy. Your clothes really make us happy. Thank you so much. Thank I'll you. I also feel happy when I make them. Great. Thank you, Thank you. We hope this podcast encourages you to follow your dreams. We will be back soon with more chance takers. Till then, have a good time and like and share this podcast.